powerful collaborations, cutting-edge science, and curious minds coming together for a glimpse of the future. Stay tuned as we look at the latest updates on some of the most promising technology projects. Hello and welcome. I'm your host, Peter Ballant from Technicon. Safe for Rail 2 is a European project aimed at improving the safety and efficiency of the European railway system. The project has three main objectives. To increase the accuracy of data management in the communication bus of the train, to develop wireless solutions in order to reduce onboard wiring, and to cut the development time of new applications for trains. If this sounds like a lot, it is. But the Safe for Rail Consortium is well-suited and well underway to improve the innovation and competitiveness of the European railway sector. Today we speak with Aitor Ariola from project partner Ikerlan in Spain. He is the project coordinator, meaning his job is to make sure project objectives are met. Thanks for joining us today, Aitor. Thanks to you, Peter. We're here to discuss Safe for Rail 2 today, but we've previously done a podcast on the Safe for Rail project. Tell us how these two projects are connected. Yes, well, both projects belong to the Shift to Rail initiative of Horizon 2020. And the goal of this initiative is to improve the railway research and innovation in Europe. So C4L2 is a continuation of C4L1. The main difference is that C4L1 was more based on requirements, reference architectures, and proof of concepts. And C4L2 is focused on building prototypes of these technologies and validating in real demonstrators. So we can see that both projects are very much linked. Okay, and it almost seems like from what you're saying that Safer Rail sort of paved the way for Safer Rail 2. Uh, Safer Rail may have been a little more theoretical. This Safer Rail 2 project is more practical. You're actually building something. Exactly. Well, also in Safer Rail 1, some proof of concepts were developed. But now we are really integrating these developments in demonstrators. So yes, C4L2 is taking the results of C4L1 as a baseline and producing these new results. Yeah. So this all falls under the umbrella of shift to rail. Could you tell me in just a few words, what's the goal of shift to rail? Yes, the main goal of shift to rail is to improve the capabilities of the European railway industry. So that's why they created this umbrella of different projects where you have some open call projects with uh, different research and industrial entities uh, working in this project. And in parallel, they build also uh, what they call a call for member project, where, uh, where there are the, the main railway manufacturers and operators of, of Europe. So they have these two sets of projects working in parallel. And like any other of the large European projects, Safe for Rail is operated by a consortium. And a consortium is often made up of many different kinds of organizations. But in your case, what can you tell us about the Safer Rail Consortium? Yes, uh, Safer Rail 2 Consortium is made of eight entities, uh, which are located in five European countries. And the profile of these entities is quite diverse. So we have universities such as Eurocom in France. We also have technological consultants like Technicon in Austria. We have several communication device manufacturers like TikiTech in Austria, Mox in Germany, and Westermo in Sweden. We also have software suppliers in the consortium like ITAS in Germany, and also system developers for the train such as Lirgia in Austria. And finally, also research institutes like Ikerland in Spain with myself as project coordinator. So as you can see, it's a very diverse consortium 
and very industrial oriented, which I think fits very well the nature of the project, which is based on prototyping, demonstrators. And do you have any consortium members that are strictly um, research or academic, or is it mostly, or all of it is is industrial? Yeah, basically, I think 70% is industrial, 30% is um, research. So Ikerlan and Yurikom are research oriented, and the rest of the partners are more industrial partners. So I can imagine there are many, many goals that are built into this Safer Rail 2 project. Can you tell us about some of the main goals? Yes, the main goals, okay, the first one would be to increase the accuracy of the data management in the communication bus of the train, so that means the, in the internal communications of the, of the train. The second main goal would be to develop wireless communications or wireless solutions to remove the wiring in the internal communications of the train. And the third objective would be to cut the development time of new applications for, for trains. So these are the three main objectives of the project. Okay, and let's kind of go through these one by one. Um, the first one is you mentioned that this project will increase the accuracy of data management in the communication bus of the train. Does this mean uh, minimizing critical system failures such as acceleration control, the brakes, or the detection of smoke and fire? Yes, exactly. Well, first of all, I must say that current trains already meet very high safety standards. But okay, technology is always evolving. And in this project, we are implementing for the first time in the railway sector a technology which, which is called time-sensitive network. This is a technology which has, has been used in other areas, such as industrial communications, but it's the first time that we apply it in, for railways. And the main advantage of this technology is that it increases the precision for the data which are monitored and controlled inside the communication bus of the train. And this way, we can increase the safety of the different train subsystems. And you also mentioned as a goal that you want to develop wireless solutions. Does this mean wireless train to train or wireless train to station? Or what exactly do they have in mind in Safer Rail 2? Yes, the wireless part of the project is focused on two domains. The wireless train backbone, so that means car-to-car -car communications outside in the, in, the, in, the, in the outside of the train, but also in wireless communications inside the train, which is what we call the wireless consistent network. The thing is that currently the communications inside the train are mostly based on wire solutions, which are very expensive to maintain and are not flexible. That's why we are focusing on the on the wireless solution to remove these physical connections, which provide greater flex flexibility in several operations of the train, such as the connection and disconnection of the of the cars. For making an analogy, something similar to what happened in, in the office environments in the last 20 years, where before there were Ethernet-based wired networks in the offices and they were moved to Wi-Fi networks. You can imagine that the requirements are quite different for a railway environment compared to an office environment. That's why we are analyzing the different standards and solutions available for wireless links. And we are applying some improvements to these solutions to make them suitable for railways. For example, we are focusing on LTV2X, which is the vehicular version of LTE, and we are making improvements to this technology to, to use it in the, in the train. So the wireless, like you said, will replace anything that's wired today. Um, let me ask you, how far away is this? When do you think we, we can actually roll out some sort of wireless solutions in our trains? Mm. Yeah, well, as I mentioned in the beginning, in, in this stage of the OC4L2, we are bringing the solutions to technology demonstrators in laboratory 
in a further step in upcoming projects, these solutions will be brought into real trains. So there must be a very exhaustive testing period in this new phase. And I guess that after that, maybe in four or five years, we could have something which could be used in, in a train. But it's still a long way. These are research projects and we are building some solutions who have a, a TRL level, a technology readiness level, which is between four and five while a final product should have something like nine. Aha, uh -huh, okay. So it's it's a ways off. We shouldn't be looking for this anytime soon. Not soon. Uh, perhaps in the mid or long term, because it's it's not only it's not only to find a, a te technical solution, which is what we are focusing at the moment. You also have to take into account all the regulations and which have to be considered, as well as safety, cybersecurity issues that need to be into, into need to be taken into account. In, in such a demanding environment as as, as a train, and and all, all these are all these issues are, are processes that take quite a long time to to evolve. I see. Yeah. Now another thing you mentioned was one of the goals in this project is to cut the development time of new applications for trains. Um, what does that mean exactly? New applications, and tell us how you think you can do that. How you could cut the development time. Well, it's not so much the, the idea of developing new applications. It's, uh, the, the goal is to reduce the development time for the current applications of the train, for the applications that are already being done for, for trains. And we are planning to do that working in two different areas. One area is called Functional Distribution Framework, or what we call FDF, which is an abstraction middleware which allows two things, to have a standard interface for the applications, and also to deploy the, the applications in a distributed way. That means that we can deploy an application or install an application in different hardware or software platforms throughout the train. So it doesn't need to be specifically in one place. So we can distribute it in different elements inside the, the train, which adds a lot of flexibility to the, to the deployment. Currently in the project, we are using two different middlewares or two different FDFs, one provided by Connecta2 and another one provided by the partner ITAS who is an expert in AutoSAR. AutoSAR is a middleware which has been used in the in automotive in many, in many years. And now in this project, it's been tailored for the railways. So that's one of the areas we are working on, this FDF. And the second area where we are working is the development of simulation and verification environments that will allow developers of, the, of these applications to try them before inst installing in trains. So nowadays, if you want to try an application, you have to go to the train, install the application and try it. But with this new simulation environment, it will be possible to, to test it in advance before installing it in the train. And it will be possible to test it completely by software, so by in a complete simulation environment, but also what we call the hardware in the loop. So you can have, for example, in, in, in the case of this project, you can have a real HVAC subsystem provided by the partner Livia in Livia's facilities, so a real device, connected remotely to a real train, and you can test if the application, if the control application in the train is correctly managing the real device, which is remote, remotely present. Wow, amazing. That's got to be a huge time saver, actually. Yeah, definitely. Yes. Yeah. 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 Okay, so let me ask you uh, regarding this project, if, if you took a snapshot right now, tell us what we'd expect. Yeah, well, we are currently in the final phase of the project. The project started in October 2018, and it will finish in July this year. 
So currently, all the devices and developments have been integrated in the demonstrators of Connecta2, and we are providing support to the test that Connecta2 partners are performing on this demonstrator. We had to face several issues in the last year due to COVID-19, so we had to extend the project three months because of the impact that all the lockdowns had in the partner activities. And we also had another challenge, which was, well, we have currently another challenge, which is to support these demonstrators, mostly remotely by C4L2 partners. And currently mm -hmm. it's it's working fine so far, but it has been a challenge to, to set up all the environments to, to make all the all this support remotely. Well, and this speaks to the uh, kind of team that you have. You know, if you have a diverse, strong, experienced team, you're able to respond quickly to these kind of adversities. So it yeah. sounds like that's what happened. Yeah, exactly. Almost all partners have to make some changes in the way they operate to be able to to recover from this crisis and, and try to continue with the project and, yeah, and support the demonstrator. Yes. When Safe4L2 is done, what impact will you have made on the railway sector here in Europe? Um, or in other words, how did your efforts advance the railway industry as a whole in Europe? Yeah, I think this technology that we are developing in C4L2 will clearly improve the innovation and competitiveness of the European railway sector because of these three technologies that we are working on. So we have the TSM technology, which will increase the robustness of the communications in the train. We have the wireless technologies, which will add flexibility to the configurations of the train. And then we have the FDF and the simulation and verification environments, which will reduce the time and cost for the application development. So I think in, in overall, these three axes of the project will, will improve the, the railroad industry for sure. And you mentioned that the project is done soon, and I guess all good things must come to an end. But what happens to the the team or the work that you've done? Is there a possibility to extend this or to to to, to create a follow up project? How exactly does that work? Yes, in fact, currently two new research initiatives have have started, which are called C4L3 and Connecta3, also working in cooperation, which will continue working on these technologies that we have started in C4L2 and bringing them to a higher technology readiness level. And also they are planning to make validations of these, techno of these technologies in real trains, as I mentioned before, and also adding safety and cybersecurity aspects, which is something very important if you want to go to a real deployment. Yeah, of course. Is there anything else you want to add about C4L2 that we haven't covered yet that you think might be interesting for our audience? Well, I would like to encourage the listeners of, of this of this podcast to visit our website where they can find all the public deliverables of the project, newsletters and videos, and also to follow us on the social media to get the latest updates from the from the project. Well, thank you for taking some time today to talk to us about this project. I'm sure we will come around and check in again to see how things are coming towards the end of the project, but it was good to get this update and thanks for filling us in. Perfect. Thanks to you, Peter. This podcast has been brought to you by Technicon. This project has received funding from the European Union's Horizon 2020 Research and Innovation Program under grant agreement number 826073. The information and views set out in this program are those of the authors and do not necessarily reflect the official opinion of the Shift to Rail joint undertaking. The joint undertaking does not guarantee the accuracy of the data included in this episode. 
neither the joint undertaking nor any person acting on the joint undertaking's behalf may be held responsible for the use which may be made of the information contained herein.